Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. Hey, Julie, it's Friday, April the 9th, and I finally am quite proud of myself. Uh, about what? <laughs> well, <laughs> this particular topic, these points have been sitting on my pile of uh, podcast <laughs> ideas. <pile. laughs> of, well, really, on yeah. my pile of podcasting ideas for yep. a while. two months, maybe yeah. three months. No, yeah. this is a good topic. I like it. Yeah. And this is something I've been working on on and off, but um, and as I was writing it this morning, I actually was refining it even more. But I think these are really good points because it'll help folks. When we do shows, and it, the topic of today's show is called, Do You Truly Have What It Takes to Succeed? The point of these points, obviously, is for you to gut check yourself because it's all too easy, especially rolling into the spring where it's going to feel like it's going to be another crazy seller's market because it is, that it's too easy to sort of get lost uh, in the day-to-day. And you lose track of really you know, what mission you're on, and then all of a sudden you're finding yourself on somebody else's mission, right? In other words, you're losing track of why you got into real estate. You're losing track of your own goals. You're losing track of, in many ways, you feel like you're losing track of your sanity. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through these lists of, I think it's going to end up being 20 points. And these 20 points are really designed to be a gut check, something for you to, you know, just ask yourself and ask yourself the hard questions. The, and obviously, we're always about no BS, cutting through the, the fluff. Um, we're not necessarily trying to make you feel good just for a temporary hit of motivation. We're trying to make you feel good because what you learn from today's podcast and our coaching in general then has a direct, you know, a direct positive impact on your business and personal life. So these questions, albeit, or these suggestions and thoughts, albeit very direct, I think if you allow, again, if you allow yourself to ask these questions of yourself or have these thoughts unfiltered, um, answered within your own head, you're going to actually have this be a very meaningful podcast. Before we uh, get to the first one, yes. how did your uh, Excel presentation in EXP World go today? What did you present on? Uh, well, I presented on spokes in the wheel, otherwise known as having multiple sources of uh, leads coming in for primarily listings, which will, of course, bring you buyers. But you know, we talk about spokes in the wheel in the Harris Rules book, in the Real Estate Treasure Map, all the things that we present. These guys are mostly familiar with that. But I think a fair amount of the crowd hadn't heard that before, so that was good. We talked about how everyone and their brother tries to sell you the easy button, and everybody wants to believe, which is why some of you buy that stuff, that there is some easy button out there, that if you just pay this company this amount, they will rain leads upon you. And sometimes it actually seems like they are until you call and complain and they say, well, those are impressions or something like that. And really talking about sorting all of that out and the difference between kind of that random shotgun approach versus controlling your business with having the skill to be able to set qualified listing appointments at will. So that, a, that was, you know, that was a lot and a half hours. That was, yeah, that was a lot. Ha- no, you were on for a little longer than that, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot though. Yeah. That's a good topic. Well, Spokes in the Wheel is one of the um, chapters in our book, Harris Rules. If you've not, if you're looking for some light weekend reading. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's also available on Audible. Make sure you guys get Harris Rules. It's on, uh, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. If I understand correctly, a lot of Barnes & Nobles are reordering. So Amazon's going to be your, um, essentially, at the guarantee that you're going to get the book. And obviously, if you're like Julie and I, where you listen to a lot of books and frankly, podcasts, Audible is available uh, for you to listen to Harris Rules as well. All right. 
So do you truly have what it takes to succeed? Um, now, don't get caught on these words. I, having presented and spoken and coached agents for just billions, like two decades now, a lot of you guys are going to get stuck on the word succeed. You're going to say success is different from one person to the next. So let's actually define what success is just so we can make this very, very clean and we don't have to go and start splitting you know, words. So success is not, it for the sake of our presentation today, success is essentially where you have essentially earned the right to be rich and free. Success is where you've earned the right to be no longer beholden to actually having to do the things in life that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level. In other words, you've gotten to the point where you've helped enough people accomplish their goals in life that you can essentially start spending 90% of your time on this planet focused on what you want to do, when you want to do it, at whatever level you want to do it. So that is how we're going to, um, you know, that's the definition of success for today's and probably tomorrow, well, Monday's podcast. Yes, 20 points. It'll probably be a two to three part show. Yeah. You know, I, I pre-read these when you sent them to me. And what I really like about these points is that, yes, absolutely all of them apply to real estate professionals. But look at the title. Do you really ha have what it takes to succeed? This applies to anybody, anywhere. And you know we have listeners literally all over the planet. Yeah, So do. this is one of those podcasts or podcast series that applies to 100% of our listeners. I hope most of the time we do, but these in particular. Because I know we have people that are thinking about getting into real estate, people who are taking their license this week, people that have been licensed but really had a failure to launch. So this is really for everyone. It's called episodal. That's what these episodal. series, episodal. That's the, now that we're yes. actually uh, being, uh, you know, essentially syndicated across many different platforms now, when you have a series of podcasts, yes. I don't know if you knew this, Episodic. but it's, it's funny, they'll, they'll call it episodes or episodal podcasts. It's, a, it's an actual classification of a series of shows about the same topic, but we don't need to nerd out on podcasting, yes, do we? Okay. Um, so do you truly have what it takes this to succeed? I'm going to see how many times that's going to give me a tongue twister. So far, that's number three. Mm -hmm. uh, point number one. Uh, truly successful peak performers, they don't need present pressure to get things done. They don't need to manifest losing what they already have to be motivated. Normal people will only get things done when something is forcing them to do it. And I know, and Julie, you used the, you, I knew you'd love that point. It's true. But that is a, for example, um, how many of you will all of a sudden find yourselves getting, you know, two weeks worth of work done in three days when you all of a sudden have to catch a, a plane midweek, right? Yeah. Uh, in other words, you're all of a sudden going to go on vacation and the stuff that would have taken a week or two weeks to get done, you can magically get it done in, in uh, a day, right? It's, and here's, a, there's been a lot of people that have studied essentially how efficient most people are with their time. And I'll give you the bottom line, incredibly inefficient. Uh, Julie, what was it? Um, because of COVID, they're now re realizing that people actually get more done at home than they do at work. Yeah, because they want to get out and play. Right. Isn't that funny? Isn't it though? And I, I also think on this point, I always think of a very clear example of normal people, you know, only are motivated by maybe losing something. This is why you pay your cell phone bill first. Yeah. Because they'll, it'll, you know, you don't pay that. They shut you off. They don't well, wait that long. So, so you lose back, something. That that's like the punchline to where really yeah. what the the main point is. Mm -hmm. The main point is is that all of us are basically uh, used to paying the things that if we don't pay them we'll lose them. Julie's example of a mm -hmm. cell phone bill is one. You know your house payment, your car payment, all those types of things. Yep. But what you don't end up basically earning enough money, or what you don't end up doing, is actually paying yourself or creating wealth exactly. for the future version of yourself. So most people, and I've I've told this story so many times. I know some of you just are going to you know be able to recite this story back to me, but it's a great example. You know, I had a coaching client named Mono, Monet. Monet. Why? Wow, this is an interesting Friday. day for me. <laughs> That's right. You're, Name, you're using all of your letters up. 
I am. That <laughs> sounds like something Zoe would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Name Monet. And Monet was somebody who evidently at, at this point in his life was very overweight, like hundreds of pounds overweight. And he goes into the doctor. And he's been going to the doctor for a long period of time with all kinds of weight-related diabetes you know, type problems. And the doctor had been warning him for years that if you don't lose the weight, you're going to have to start having appendages, fingers, toes, feet removed because of poor blood circulation. Well, he just would keep on developing these problems, keep on going to the doctor, keep kept on hearing the doctor tell him the same thing until one day he went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, we need to schedule you to have, I think it was part of your left foot or something like that, surgically removed. And at that point he said, no, we're not going to do, be doing that. Now I'm finally going to take your warnings uh, seriously and I'm going to lose all the weight. So not only does he lose all the weight, but he does it in such a fashion that he's on the cover of some men's magazines, men's fitness magazine. And got to keep his digits. And got to keep his digits, right. And I started coaching him after he had this transformation in his real estate business because now he wanted to get his financial, asp- his financial act in order um, so he could be rich and free. But the moral of the story here is he was not willing to actually do uh, take action on his, in, his uh, pending doom of his health unless something was really going to be externally a greater threat to what he perceived to be the amount of work needed to lose the weight. And that's how most of you operate. That's how most, of hu- most humans operate. Most humans will never do anything until the threat of losing what they already have is real. And, and by the way, that's the ultimate motivator for everyone. If you're wanting to motivate, know how to motivate your kids, <laughs> like yeah. with Zoe, it's not we're going to give you something. It's we're going to take something away that you already have. And yeah. you got in your Max, ev- go get a Barbie. Right, exactly. <laughs> Max is our French bulldog. Yeah. So that's really what all of you need to internalize is that ultimately being motivated by losing something that you already have means that you will not be motivated that long for very you'll be motivated for very short periods of time, not that frequently, which means you will never accomplish that much. So you have got to realize that if you want to be a true peak performer, you have to get rid of the need for constant present pressure uh, from external th- uh, fears of losing what you already have. And you just need to start adapting that to your way of life. Um, and it's so a bad habit to only be motivated when something's going to eat your lunch. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and people do get into that drill. You, you know, you hear that from people that, you know, the first time I lost all this happened, the second time I lost all that happened. You know, with agents, we see this when uh, you get behind in taxes. All of a sudden, you find your motivation, Mm -hmm. you know, because why? Because, you know, the government has the ability to actually, you know, freeze your assets, get into your bank account, all that stuff, which is scary. People rationalize that doing having this lifestyle of not needing that present pressure to get things done and be a peak performer, they they will tell themselves that that means that they have to work harder all the time and they're maybe rationalizing yeah. they can't psychologically and physically actually endure it. But the exact opposite is true. When you don't, when you allow your problems to accumulate, the tax debt, the weight problem, whatever it is, the financial issue, the problem in your marriage, whatever it is, when you allow those things to become so omnipresent that you're forced to actually deal with it because you procrastinated dealing with it along the way, that actually causes massive amounts more stress and destruction. It's what Julie just said, right? We all in this country celebrate the people that basically made it and lost it, made it and lost it, made it and lost it. And Warren Buffett said, I celebrate, Warren Buffett said, I celebrate the, you know, the man or the woman, the entrepreneur who made it, never lost it, right? So why is it that some of us think that we have to basically make it and lose it? The answer is we don't, 
we subconsciously create that reality for ourselves because it's only when we're in the destructive and reconstruction mode that we actually start doing what we don't want to do and we don't want to do it at the highest level. And we and because it's an on-off switch and because you have these peaks in your valleys, peaks and valleys in your finances and, and other aspects of your life, you actually never get off the ground, right? You go from, you know, from nothing to something, nothing, something to nothing and back and forth, back and forth, and you end up where you started. And it's because you're waiting for some external thing, the doctor to say, we have to cut off one mm-hmm. of your digits for you to actually lose the weight. Hopefully everyone uh, understands that. Well, so the, the point of that point is to stop having to have that and simply get the work done and not have all these rules that, you know, as long as I've got, you know, 60 days saved, I'll be okay. Some deal will come together. Well, it goes, it, well, it, it's a coming point, obviously. Yeah. But it's, it, the bottom line is do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And stop every, giving yourself the option not to. Right. And start and just do it every single day. And again, I don't want to walk on future points, but yep. let's move on to the next okay. one. All right. So, Mrs. Harris, you can read number two. Point number two, they don't fall in love with their own ideas. They aren't thinking of their businesses as creative outlets or an extension of their ego's desire for recognition. Peak performers follow the money. They gauge the success of an idea or concept based on net profit to be the determinant of the value of their idea. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you're welcome. And so, but that is really the bottom line because what will happen a lot of times I see this with coaching clients, right? Yeah. So especially this new generation of people that are getting into the real estate business who have professional backgrounds, mm-hmm. they're not getting into real estate because they want to build a brand and build a logo and they want to be at their town's halls, YouTube mayor and all these other gimmicky right. creative outlet goofball ideas. What they want to do is they want to be told exactly what to do, how to do it so they can essentially create enough pass or create enough income so that with that income, then they can create passive income. They can be rich. They're very, very mm-hmm. clear on their ideas. Now, they don't all verbalize it like that, but they're on a mission to create financial abundance for themselves. They're not on a mission, basically, to have a bunch of recognition from a bunch of strangers. And I'll, I will suggest to all of you, what was your original uh, motivation for getting into real estate? And who co-opted that motivation and made what now is your motivation, which is in alignment with what they truly want for themselves? In other words, how many of you got into real estate when you had clear a clear vision and focus of what you were going to accomplish as a result of being successful in real estate? And then along the line, someone told you, hey, Julie, you need to form a team. Mm. Hey, Julie, you need to buy leads. Hey, Julie, you need to work on your brand. You're not posting enough content every day. Yeah, you need to be setting aside two hours a day to create a bunch of videos. So did you stop and ask yourself why they were motivated to tell you to do all that stuff? Could it possibly be it's because they're trying to sell you something? Absolutely. That's what's going on. And it is not in alignment with what your true original mission was, which is if you really got cut to it, your original mission when you were in real estate is yes, you wanted to feel successful in all those things. You wanted to help people. You wanted to own your own business. All these things are true. But probably what you really truly wanted, if you cut through all of it, is you wanted to be free. And the only way you're really going to be free is to be financially free. Free is, you know, basically rich is what your goal probably is if you really were drilled down and cut through the layers. And rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Isn't that ultimately the, the goal that you have for yourself? Wouldn't you love to make it so that when you wake up in the morning every single day, you never actually have to think about money? What's on the other side of that? What's on the other side of that financial abundance and that financial freedom? What could you do with your life? I mean, the list, you'll come up with maybe some things to buy first and maybe some trips to take and all those things are great. But really what you'll start doing when you have financial abundance, you never have to worry about money again, is you're actually going to have a more intentional, more purposeful, a more contributory life. You're going to actually make more of an impact on this planet because you're not sole, your sole focus 
which is now to basically make sure you have enough money coming in to pay all your bills, it will now be able to be on something that's far more profound than your own immediate needs. And that only comes from being financially free. Point number three. three. Money, or the lack of it, is a mirror to the value you create for others. They are not, so our, our top producers are successful types. They are not conflicted about money. The dollars in your account, otherwise known as your net worth, are the same as votes. If you lose from not enough votes in an election, you, you, you lose the race. If the other guy has more votes or net profit, he has provided more value and he has won. I think this is really critical because it's essentially the definition of money. And people say, well, you know, it's just a way of keeping track. Well, you know what? It is a way of keeping track because you either provided the value and were paid for it or you didn't and maybe got out of the business. Well, so there it is. I mean, that's really, and um, yeah, I think I wrote that pretty well. I do too, so harsh the, but true. But the point of it is, is if you don't have the health, the, the love, the lifestyle, the wealth, if you don't have the clothes, if you're not living in the house, if you're not surrounded by the people, if you're not surrounded, if your kids aren't going to the school, all this stuff, if the, if the things that you have in your life aren't what you want them to be, aren't what you dreamt that they would be or hope that they would be, the simple result is, is you've yet to uh, you know, attach the thought that there's a direct, undeniable correlation between the number of people that you help accomplish their goals and the amount of goals that you're going to actually be able to accomplish yourself. And that is what money is. Money is nothing other than a scorecard that keeps track of how many people that you've helped. If you don't have all the abundance in your life, if you are experiencing scarcity every day in your life, it's because you're not helping enough people accomplish what they want in life. Help more. Look, here's an example. This is a really great example. So the Forbes richest people on planet Earth list came out like two days ago. Mm -hmm. And on said list is uh, the founder of eXp Realty. So he made yeah. the Forbes richest awesome. people. Yeah, almost his net worth was uh, his net worth and his, um, his former wife's, uh, his ex-wife's net worth combined with something like four and a half or five billion dollars. It's amazing. Now you ask yourself, well, why does Glenn Sanford have a net worth of that much money? And the simple fact is, it's because he's created tremendous wealth yes. for you know tens a of thousands. A lot of other people. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's helped agents become millionaires, multimillionaires. Mm -hmm. He's created essentially a, a new model for real estate brokerage, which the whole world is chasing. He's, he's on his way to creating the largest, most successful real estate brokerage in the history of real estate brokerages. So he's created not just tremendous wealth for agents, mm -hmm. but what about, what about the shareholders? Now, there's shareholders, obviously, that are agents, sure. but what about the shareholders that aren't agents? What, what about, you know, Bob and Betty in Peoria, Illinois, or whatever, that yep. are just retirees, and they buy the XPI stock, and they're, okay, he created value for them. Mm -hmm. So look at all the different ways and all the ways we can't even imagine or fathom that are still to come that EXP is going to create value for humanity. Now you guys are saying, oh, Tim, you're just you know puffing that up. It's a real estate brokerage. It's a real estate brokerage that Glenn is getting all the little chats in his, you know, his box, his scorecard box, which are his dollars that's making him a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, by the way. You can realize how few people in their <laughs> lifetimes have gone in 2007. You can watch these videos yourself. He was basically you know, essentially looking for his, a way to build his financial future. He had had a series of business failures. And since 2007 to 2021, the man makes himself into a, one of the richest men in the history of humanity. I mean, That's come on incredible. now. That's incredible. And but he didn't, I'm sure he was on mission thinking about how do we create this and how do we create the other thing? How do we create this tool and this website and this whatever? But ultimately what his, was driving him 
um, is the motivation to basically help agents. And helping agents then makes it so the agents then help so many other people. Guys, this is how you think when you're wanting to think big. But if your total focus is always just thinking about your next transaction, or are you hungry, or are you tired, or are you sleepy? Have you made your car payment? You're never going to free yourself up to be able to think on a, on a larger, grander scale. But understand, you don't just have to go from where you are to thinking like Glenn Sanford. Don't think like that. The reality of it is, is if you just allow these larger thoughts in your head and these upcoming points are going to help you think like that, you're going to start feeling in alignment with your highest and truest version of yourself, which you can manifest. I mean, he did it in a very short period of time. You can do the same thing. You know, all these things are possible. It all is about the thoughts you're going to allow yourself to have. So understand that you, there is a direct correlation between what you have, the money you have, the experiences you have, and the people you've helped. So if you've got any lingering thoughts, which many of you do, you just don't want to admit it, that evil people or that rich people are evil, that in order for to be rich, you have to take from somebody else. Those are some of the very thoughts that are keeping you poor and keeping you dependent will always make you essentially a debt slave. Once you break free of those thoughts, then you're going to realize that that person has what they have because they helped a whole bunch of other people accomplish their goals. That is all money is. It's just basically they're little tokens that you get when you've helped somebody else. That's, That's the it. simplest way of thinking about it. That's right. So how do you go to that next step? Well, point number four, peak performance, peak performance. know that it's about being of service. That's how you wrap your head around taking that first next step. They know that there's a direct correlation between the money you have and the problems you've solved for others. Not enough money, you haven't offered enough value. I go back to Glenn for a second. One of the best, one of the things that I like, there's so many things that I like about what he's done, but about what he said was that agents are terrible at two things: yeah. paying their taxes and saving money. Yep. And I'm going to solve that. Yeah, and he, he did. Has. He said that in he a video. Has. I think that's incredible. I mean, how many coaching clients have we had that have come to us because they haven't saved enough money? They need to figure that out. And they are behind in their taxes and they need to get out of that. You know, it's a very common thing well, here, that let's agents th deal with. Let's just take a sidestep. Let's yeah. drill down and keep it really practical. Sure, After sure. all, the subtitle of our book, Harris Rules, is <laughs> A Real Estate Agent's Practical No BS Step-by-Step -step Guide to Becoming Rich and Free. Um, so um, the average podcast listener is 55 years old. Not mm -hmm. our listeners, but the average podcast listener is 55 years yep. old. There's uh, almost 2 million podcasts um, that exist on planet Earth and growing. Our podcast of all podcasts is consistently between seven and eight hundred. So we're at the top oh four uh see point oh four five percent of all podcasts in the world. In education and training, mm -hmm. we're one of the top, like usually one of the top twenty or top thirty. And we're competing against Harvard, by the way. Hmm. So the podcasts that are higher up than us, they're the ones that kind yeah. of deserve oh, to be education's higher. Education's kind of a broad category. <laughs> I know. It's like so, the worst category to be competing yeah. in. But so what and when I read some of these points, here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about that 55-year-old agent. Maybe they're getting into real estate. Maybe they've been into real estate. And I know that a lot of them don't have the money that they want to have saved. That's they right. don't have the financial security that they want to have. Mm -hmm. And they're wondering, well, what the heck am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm, I do feel like I have plenty of life left, but I'm at the point now where I'm thinking about how much time do I want to spend working versus how much time do I want to spend doing something else that's not necessarily having to be in service of chasing dollars. Well, Guess what, guys? Going back to Julie's point that she just made, EXP Realty does, frankly, give you the path forward for having your cake and eating it too. You know, EXP Realty, not only are your commission splits less, but you earn stock in the company. You can uh, buy the, you can build a very profitable revenue uh, stream for yourself through revenue share program. There's a health uh, you know, insurance program. There's all these other benefits to being at EXP Realty. It's the reason that Julie and I aligned with EXP about two years ago. If you're interested in having Julie and I personally sponsor you at EXP Realty, 
And many of you, if not all of you should be, take this extremely seriously because this one thing could be the biggest difference in your financial future, joining eXp Realty and having Julie and I as your sponsor. Please text us directly, text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-0206. All right, Julie, let's go into point number five. five. Yes. yes. Profit is their product and they're not unclear about that. So peak performers know that product is their profit. Profit is their product, yes. Profit is their product? You switched them. Okay. I know, I did. It's Friday. I'm allowed to. <laughs> Don't confuse me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, what does that but, mean? But really, they're not screwed up about that. You you ask most agents and they're going to give you things that are true but are not actually their product. They'll say, you know, happy clients, customers for life, a good experience. All that's true. But when you do that, what is the product that that experience creates? It's so profit. I have a question for you. Yes. And, and I thought about this a lot, right? Because you and I, when there were live events... Now we just do it on Zoom. Yeah. It, of course, now when we present in front of people, they've all heard us present before, so they know the answer to the question, so it doesn't I have the know. most of it. I we, tested the EXP guys today, too. They all they knew. Did, yeah. Everyone knows because so many people listen to us. I mean, this yes. podcast can be listened to by fifty to 60,000 agents or people. Indeed. Who knows? So it used to be that we could get away with asking this question. It was, it was fun for us because it was a gotcha. But the question was, agents – you know, you really business owners, what's your product? And then they would say what Julie said, happy customers, you know, sold houses, you know, good reviews, whatever, whatever. They'd have all these things and all of those things were true. Those were part of what they're supposed to produce as a, you know, a service professional. But the reality of it is, is none of those things were their true product. The product is that they should all be focusing on is their profit. And so I've always wondered to myself, knowing that everyone used to now, again, we're always preaching to the choir, it seems that most people know what the answer is. Uh, but I always wondered, did they never know that product was their profit or did they get into real estate and did they then all of a sudden start getting persuaded that product or profit shouldn't be their focus? Mm. I've often wondered mm -hmm. about that. And I think actually it's the latter, not the formal. Former. I think you're right. Because here's what happens. People get into real estate mm -hmm. and I do believe people getting into real estate do get into real estate because they want to take care of themselves. They want to take care of their families. They want to have financial security. They want to build wealth. Many of them are, you know, sure. have a desire to be rich. They just need a path forward. And that's hopefully what they'll discover we do for them. Uh, but then all of a sudden they, their egos start to get, you know, their, oh, recognition. Yep. Oh, you get an award, you get a plaque. Oh, we're going to put you on this th panel and that panel. And all of a sudden, you need to form a team. Oh, no, your mission is no longer to make yourself rich where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. Your new mission now is to build this culture for your team. And get a plaque. Don't forget and, a plaque. And, and, yes, and we're going to give you a plaque. And and now your job is to help these other, shepherd these other agents into the industry. For Screw your own personal ambitions. You're just being a greedy son of a bitch. We want you. Isn't this what's being taught? Like when I talk to some of these team, these guys that run these teams and I talk and some of them are very, very successful. And some of them, frankly, have been able to, you know, right the wrongs of the typical team model and not have enough profit to invest in them to become rich where their money works for them. And, you know, they no longer have to work for the money. But a vast majority of them, they have no net worth. And what they do is when they'll say, um, like when they're wanting to join EXP, they'll say to me, I have to make this the right decision for my entire team. To which I remind them that the whole point of them being in business in life in general is since they're taking the risk and they're the ones that are essentially on the line ultimately for what does or doesn't happen in their business, they need to learn to put their own masks on first. And so is this the right decision for you? Make that your primary decision. And of course, with regards to DXP, the answer will be yes. But ultimately, what happens is your potential or your point of being in business, which is to turn a profit into which from that profit you reinvest and you create passive income for yourself, you've given that away. Who convinced you to do that? 
Who convinced you to hire a bunch of unprofitable buyer's agents and to buy leads? Who convinced you to spend all your money on this brand? Who convinced you to do all this other stuff? Did you actually even like stop to think, well, why should I be listening to this person? You no, didn't, did because you? because it happens gradually. Yeah, it, it does. It's like joining a cult, basically. Yeah. I mean, a lot of ways. It truly is. Sure. You know, people don't realize they're getting sucked in. And, and it absolutely happens. So you're mildly successful in real estate. And someone then tells you, well, here's your roadmap of what it takes to be a successful real estate agent. And some of you guys are going to laugh your butts off because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so you are then, you're, you're in real estate for a you know, year or two and you sold some houses and you're on your way. And then someone comes to you and they say, okay, now that you're doing it, you need to hire an assistant, then another assistant, then you need to hire a team, then you need to hire buyer agents, and then you need to hire transaction quarters, and then you need to hire a branding specialist, then you need to hire a social media specialist, then da, 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 da. And you say, well, I guess that's the path I need to go on. That's the path of a successful agent. No, it's not. Not if your goal is to make profit. You don't need to do any of that stuff. You just need to focus on becoming a listing agent and have huge margins from your business huge profit that is, and then reinvest that money so you can make passive income for yourself. Because here's the thing, more transactions does not equal more profit, guys. It doesn't, it may equal, it does equal more revenue, but it doesn't automatically mean more profit, especially when the market turns. So go back to your original, why you originally got into the business. Go back to what your heart and your soul wants, what your family wants for you to want, which is financial freedom. I mean, that's, that's really the bottom line. I like it. I'm going to, we're going to go through the rest of these yeah. points, guys. You know, I took unfortunately three months to write all these, you know, but the truth is, is ultimately, isn't that why you got into real estate? Did you get into real estate just to have a bunch of people, you know, give you recognition and think you were the greatest thing since sliced bread? No. But why is it? That's what's motivating you now. Did you get into real estate just so you can create something creative on social networking? Have you thought about the, the futility of social networking in general, you guys are being believing that you should be spending all this money and time creating all this content for these social media companies, and you don't even know the content. It goes back to the fallacy of building, you're building your castle, your future, your house, your mansion, your business on land you don't own. And all it takes is for basically the land lease to come due, right? Or the landlord to say, you know what? We're no longer going to allow you to build your property here, or we're going to change the rules or something, you know, that you are complete. I'll give you an example. This is really asinine. Ready for this? So one of our coaches, Rochelle, mm -hmm. she was a, we do a Facebook live every day for mm -hmm. our, and it's a private oh, page for our, for our coach, yeah. for our, our coaching members. Mm -hmm. So every single day as a member of Premier Coaching, you attend a live Facebook live, right? I guess that's the that's same the thing. That's the name, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so evidently Rochelle had her account locked because someone complained that she posted something that was somehow inappropriate. Well, we saw the post. It was a picture of a baby and it was not, not inappropriate. inappropriate. I mean, it was this beautiful little blonde baby and love of my life kind of thing, that type of thing. You know, type of thing that an aunt says about a baby is what it was going on. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody flagged it. Their AI algorithm thought, sure enough, this must be something to lock her account, locks her out of her account. And now she can't perform her duty as, a, as performing a Facebook Live as a coach for our company. For like I, four days. For four days. We had no control of that. It's insane. And, and then she basically contested it or whatever the Facebook terminology for it is. And then they activated the account again when, with no explanation. 
I've known people who have had, um, you know, we met quite a few here in Puerto Rico that have made and are making a lot of money off having created a bunch of social media stuff specifically on YouTube. But all of them are living in fear because their revenue is dropping and they can't do jack about it. Or it's already happened to them and they're having to recreate. Why? Because that the uh, that whole space, you know, for making monetizing YouTube videos is becoming saturated. More competition. Advertisers having more choice. Advertisers not willing to pay the same amount of ads. Revenues falling for our friends that have built these businesses around social media. And all of them are basically panic because they only have all of their futures predicated on this mansion they built on someone else's land. You know what's funny about that is how many agents, which is pretty much everyone, got into real estate so they could have freedom. And part of that freedom was because they didn't want to have a boss or somebody control them. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize that those social media platforms are their boss and do, do call the shots and can pull that rug out from under you anytime they feel like it without explanation. When you read Harris Rules, guys, I mean, Julie, is there anything in there about social media? Maybe it's like only with regards to supporting your own sales and right. stuff like that, you know, logical things. We teach you guys the types of things you'd learn if you were going to Harvard and getting in, well, going to Harvard, say 20 years ago, not now, and getting an MBA. That's what we yeah. teach you in Harris Rules. But we do it in a very simple to understand, tactical, you know, practical format, an A to Z approach that's skills based, that's focusing you on going after listings. Um, and look, I'd love to have you guys speak with one of our new member coaches. And here's what we're going to do. And did I tell you about this? Mm -mm. Yeah. So for the first 50 of you, this will be funny because there's probably going to be 50,000 downloading us today. Okay. But for the first 50 of you that text the word education, all you've got to do is text the word education to 47372. Text the word education. And if you don't know how to spell it, well, I'm sorry, we can't help you. But text the word education to 47372. And when you do, we're going to, get to you have to, you know, basically you have to then click the thing and you can have schedule your coaching call with one of our new member coaches. We want to get you going in the right direction. So text the word education to 47372. And yes, of course, they're going to tell you about our coaching programs. So assuming that you're done getting ready to get started and you want to move forward as fast as you can in building your business, text the word education to 47372. Um, someone from our office, probably Corey, will call you back. And he's going to schedule you for a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And then they're going to basically help you construct a business plan and answer any questions you might have about our coaching program. So go ahead while you're thinking about it. And we're only going to be doing this for the first 50 agents that grab this uh, because obviously we have a capacity issue. Text the word education to 47372. This is an opportunity for you to have a real live Direct one-on-one -on -one coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So text the word education to 47372. You want to get to the next point, Julie? Well, what time I, is it? I think we should let them settle on these first five since there's so much to digest. Yeah, that's good. And since so she just gave them their homework and they're going into a weekend where hopefully they realize <laughs> that profit will be their product when they do a killer job for the people who have trusted them. So I think that's a good place to send them off into doing real estate in the wild. Okay, now we have to go do what we don't want to do and we don't want to do it at the highest level. No, let's... Wait, let's do some more points. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go to the gym. Oh, and yeah, today yeah, is I, legs day. I know. Which I hate. I know. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our... Doing what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it at the highest level. And trust me, we're not kidding. We really don't want to do it, but we're going to go do, do it. And we yes. don't even have to do it because if we skipped a month, it wouldn't make a difference. But we're going, going to, to do, do it, it because we know that the future Tim and Julie would be mad at the present Tim and Julie if we skipped a day because 60, 90, maybe six months from now, we'll be paying the price for not having done what we exactly. didn't want to do and we didn't want to do it at the highest level, right? Amen. That is the unfortunate truth. But in the meantime, guys, do consider uh, texting and do text the word education to 47372.
And remember, all you've got to do is enter 47372 where you normally put the phone number and then where you normally put a message, just text the word education or type the word education and we will follow up with you and you'll have a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. In the meantime, sincerely, thank you for continuing to make this the number one by far daily uh, podcast for real estate agents. The success of this podcast has been... um, you know, honestly, I, I cannot, it, it makes me feel emotional and I don't like feeling emotional about business truthfully, but it really does because it's a, um, I don't know even how to express it. Like, see how I'm it's getting emotional? Work. Yeah, it <laughs> does, that is what it is. Yeah. I don't like saying that though. It makes me well, feel old, but it's true. Well, well, that doesn't mean that there's no more of it to give. We're not at the end, but it has been our life's work on one level or another. So yeah, this is what we do. Ask for help if you need it. We've shown you a whole bunch of different ways. And uh, yeah, have a successful weekend. Yeah, if you guys need us for anything, if you want to join EXP and you're looking for the right sponsor, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Thanks and have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.